When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. This is the WFMY Browns cast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Gilbert. I'm with uh, Taylor Jezrezak again. Uh, Taylor, how are we doing? Oh, pretty good. Today is my flu game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm dealing with a stomach water. bug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we get started, uh, this uh, is, is once again brought to you by our uh, friends at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, first time depositors entering the code WFMY at checkout. And uh, Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Uh, Underdog has a, is a great uh, platform if you're tired of the DFS salary system. Uh, tons of game types, drafts every night, and for every sport. Don't forget to use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy. Okay, so uh, the last time we talked was before free agency started. Um, and now it feels like um, forever ago, but it was right. like five days. I know. Right. Yeah. We are now what? Five days into free agency. Um, well from the start five of days legal into tamp- legal tampering. Yeah. Legal tampering, which is yeah. basically free agency. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Browns have been pretty busy overall. Um, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, what the Browns have done in house. Um, they have re-signed, uh, Ethan Pochich. Um, their center, and then uh, linebacker Taki Taki, Sione Taki Taki. Um, I I thought that was a, I I didn't think they would be able to kind of sign Ethan Poches, so this is a kind of a, a nice surprise for me. Yeah, um, I I definitely thought that he would be because there was the rumors came out. I think I think it was the end of last week or mm-hmm. maybe last weekend that there was gonna he might get ten million dollars a season on the open market, and. You know, at that point, the Browns don't have the the cap the cap flexibility to be paying another lineman that kind of money. So, like, you kind of write it off as a foregone conclusion that he was going to go somewhere else, and they they got him back for what amounts to about six million dollars a year, which feels like a steal. Yeah, especially what what the other kind of contracts have been throughout the league and in the interior offensive line. It's been that's a pretty that's a steal. Like he played at a what a top three level. I yeah, think. I mean he was like he that. was one of the top graded centers for stretches of the last season. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was great to. It's good to because this is a, obviously a do or die season for Stavansky and and company, and they can't really roll with Nick Harris when you don't. What it's been? How many years has it been? Three years now. Where yeah, he where he hasn't played, been healthy. I think he's played what, maybe one game each year, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it would have been, it would have been pretty, uh, pretty uh, scary to kind of go in with a rookie center there. Um, so it was, it was, I thought it was a great signing to kind of get Ethan back and know what you're getting for the next couple of years at center. Yeah. Um, uh, next one is uh, Sony Taki Taki. Um, they signed him to a one year contract. I think it was pretty. Pretty uh, low. I think it was probably like your basic minimum contract. I think it was like two or three million dollars or something. Yeah, close to it. Yeah. So, um, oh, what's your thoughts on that? I, I, I liked it overall. I think he fits his role pretty well. He fits that uh, strong side run defending role pretty well, and uh, getting him from that kind of low contract is is a is a good a good way of just kind of not not creating holes and just create. Um, bringing back the guys that worked for you. Yeah, he's – and he really, after – I want to say midway through last season, we had written him off, like mm-hmm. me and you collectively had written him off as mm-hmm. he's he's gone and that's not going to be a big detriment to the Browns. But, like, once he became one of the lead linebackers and kind of an every-down guy, he really stepped – like, came into a role and found mm-hmm. and found a stride until he tore his knee up at the end of the season. Um, Along with every other linebacker. <laughs> yeah, and obviously him getting hurt helped the Browns in the yeah. sense that it was 
it made it easier to bring him back um, because there weren't going to be very many people kind of sniffing around someone who might not be available to start the season. Um, so it, it, it made it easier to resign him. It made him cheaper to resign him. So now you get him on a one year prove it deal to see if that, if the end of last season was a fluke and obviously your new defensive coordinator who is in all respects, a much better perspectively, a much better defensive coordinator than the one you fired <laughs> saw enough in him that they, they brought him back. And I think that that should speak a lot on what they see out of him in general. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's just a, it's one of those things where I think you, for what he does, I think it's it, it makes sense to bring him back. You don't want to have to create another kind of need to assign somebody for that role. So it was it was smart, and they needed depth at, at linebacker. I don't think he's your starting middle linebacker. Um, I think they still, I would still guess Walker. Yeah, he's another guy that could come back on a very cheap contract. Yeah, part of that's his age. Part of that is another guy coming off injury. Um, Yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of movement on him. Yeah, regard like in any sense, aside from who was it that tweeted that they want him back? Uh, I think yeah, it was a couple of the defenders. That's I think it was um, Newsome. Oh, uh, it was JOK. Was another one. So I think, yeah, JOK yeah. says he wants him back. So like he seems he seems pretty popular in the line in the uh, in the defensive room. So um, and we saw like <laughs> the defense really declined after he went out. Like yeah, I know there's a lot of other kind of factors, but like it hard, was hard to judge it too much because he went out in the middle of game three, right? But, but it like was noticeable, like how at least in terms of the run defense, it just like it just. <laughs> it just fell apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I mean, he's that guy that can get everyone in the right spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so bringing him back would be good. I still think they probably need to address linebacker further, um, even if yeah. they sign Anthony Walker. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a, drafting a guy in the mid-rounds or, or picking up another, like, kind of flyer guy – you can't really go into next season with the linebacker core that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to add another body. Yeah. Now the I likelihood think... that the same position group gets hurt, gets hit with right. six season ending injuries again, is probably <laughs> pretty low. Right. So like at the end of the season, when we were complimenting Tony Fields for some of the things that he did, yeah, like, He's like your third third string most times. Like he's mm-hmm. not going to see the field on a whole lot other than right. special teams. Yeah. So, like you have some depth, but your your top end talent isn't very high. Right. Yeah. And uh, the linebacker market kind of was a little high, I think. So I think that's why the Browns kind of stayed away for the first couple days here. Um, the defensive well, tackle market scared the crap out of me for the first I, few days. <laughs> and then, well, that actually leads us right into the perfect one here <laughs> uh, because the Browns made out, man. Uh, yeah. So they, they signed uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. Um, what was his contract? Uh, it was, what, three years? Let me look it up. I had it with me and then I lost it. <laughs> so many uh, tweets. I know. Uh, it was a four-year contract, uh, $27.5 million guaranteed. Um, we, the first, uh, so this was done on, was it done on, it was done on Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, Monday or Tuesday, they had that one locked down. Uh, yeah, before. it was done Monday night, I believe. Yeah, um, it was one of the last things. It was, like I was getting ready to go to bed, and they announced right. it at like ten fifteen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it was um, it was after like, it was after like, all the big ones went like uh, Draymond Jones, um, all the all the top guys that were gonna get high first, and they went out. And that Draymond with, Jones contract is was ludicrous. Insane. Right. And then, and then you see Delvin Tomlinson sign that same day, and he comes in about what I think four four million guaranteed less a year yeah. than everybody else. Like that's that was an impressive signing by Barry, um, because Delvin was 
pretty much the people have rated him like the top three in the free agent class, um, give or take. Um, and he fits a huge need. He, he's he he seems to be ascending ascending player uh, yeah. because he's still relatively young um, at twenty nine. Um, defensive tackles can kind of kind of live on a little bit longer than most positions, but um, yeah, it's uh, I thought that was a great signing. What's your thoughts on uh, Delvin Tomlinson? I mean, he kind of fits everything that they were missing last year. Yeah, um, he's one of the higher graded run stoppers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he one of the things that we were pretty consistent in pointing out last season um, with the defensive tackles was that they got washed out of their pass rush lanes so easily oh, yeah. and it makes, and it makes miles Garrett's job almost impossible Yep, because the quarterback can just like step up two yards and miles Garrett yep. just misses, like you yep. can't do anything about it. So having a guy like this and, you know, hopefully, hopefully they've, I think they probably still do duty to sign one more defensive tackle. I think, yeah. and we're going to get into it later, but the two other guys they signed, I think are more depth guys. Yeah. Um, I don't like they're solid. They seem to be solid. Yeah. Like they, they fill a role. Yeah. I think they're role players. Yeah. But they're not starters. And with Taven Bryant also going and you know, he wasn't, he wasn't yeah. anything special, but no. it's another – it's a piece you lose. <laughs> he sadly was our best one, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he's – it's a piece you lose, so it's a piece yeah. you need to kind of replace. Yeah. So they're probably looking at still signing someone else. Um, and yeah. I can't imagine – like, the, the the weird thing is we know that this, this regime doesn't necessarily value defensive tackles in the draft in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um. They they made one exception at linebacker when they picked JOK in the second round, but it's going to be interesting to see if they like shift their draft philosophy going forward because a lot of the things that you know an analytics say maybe you don't have to put a whole hun- whole ton of value on them like linebackers and defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that have doomed the Brown season last year and right. kind of the year before. Yeah. So cool. you have to eventually shift your philosophy. You can't just keep beating your head against the wall and hope right. something changes. That's where I think Schwartz comes in too. Um, he's a new voice in the room. I think he, he knows quite well what the defensive line's importance is, especially the yeah. interior. So I think just him kind of get in there. I wonder, I wonder how big of a voice he was on getting Tomlinson. Like he, he he knows how important it is, and they can't just let it go like they have the past what two or three years here. Um, so yeah, I I absolutely love Tomlinson. Um, he he's the he was by far the best run stopper in free agency, like by far. Yeah, I mean obviously <laughs> a guy like Javon Hargraves is the best all around, but right, yeah, the contract so, like, San Francisco gave him the Browns ooh, weren't going to be able to touch. No, even though they said that he was, they were the final two, the Niners and the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, they they said the structure was why he changed or didn't or no that was Draymond Jones. To be that honest. was Draymond Jones, but like yeah. the, the contract structure that they offered him in Seattle is like here Insane. is all of your money now. <laughs> right. right, yeah, um, yeah. I love Tomlinson. I I think he actually like he's improved a lot over the years in pass rushing. So he has become a three down defense alignment, which is which is a great signing too. Um, yeah, so he's not just like a Two down, two down guy. You have to come off the field. Um, he can actually rush the pass through. He's very athletic uh, for a three hundred twenty five pound guy. Yeah. Um, so he he's not going to be he's not going to be. You would look at him and say, okay, this guy's just going to be like take up two blocks and make everybody else's job easier. He'll do that, but he'll also he can also get get between the tackles and kind of penetrate and get some pressure on the backfield, um, which is much needed. Uh, from this interior because they had absolutely nobody that could do that uh, last yeah. year. And um, obviously I think that one of the biggest reasons that makes this signing, so, like it just, it takes the Browns obviously needed someone like this, but it takes their signing of him to a new level. Mm-hmm. His cap hit this year is $4.3 million. Right. <laughs> like his base salary is $1 million. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's, his base salary next year is one point two million dollars. Like yeah. <laughs> that's why they signed all these guys, and they still have like eleven million dollars left or something. Yeah, something I think like it's four. Or... I think it's fourteen. Yeah, they still have fourteen yeah. million dollars. Right. Because I think I think um, Oconcoro signed a similar contract. I think that mm-hmm. was the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> um, although we did have this discussion in the Discord. Yes, we did. <laughs> How? How we had to practice we will, that. We will announce it. We will say it once, and then it's going to be Oboe for the next. <laughs> that's his nickname. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's actually a good uh, kind of leeway to our next signing. Um, so um, we uh, the Cleveland Browns signed. That was their first signing of the day uh, of free agency. It was Agbano, Ag- Obonaya, yeah. Okoronkwo. Yeah, his um, his first name is actually the same, similar to that the the running back we had. Yeah, those years Obanaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Obo, um, he was the first signing of the day. He's an edge rusher. Uh, they signed him to a three-year, uh, nineteen million dollar contract with twelve million dollar guaranteed, which was another kind of value because edge rushers were getting highly paid around the league, all over the place. So um, he is. I like I said Tomlinson is an ascending player. Like, I think I think Oboe is probably the, the uh, biggest highest upside guy. He's never really uh, had starting level uh, snaps until like late last year, middle of last season. Yeah, and he, he and actually he, he actually played, played well. really well against the Browns. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. We're I'm seeing all these clips on uh, Twitter of, of of the Browns game where he's just. Uh, running right by wills yeah yeah um another another guy that another guy that has a 2.1 million dollar cap hit this year right yeah yeah what's your (laughs) thoughts on oboe um i I think as far as what the browns are looking for he's a guy that has produced and is like an up-and-comer and is still trying to get to that level where he gets his big payday yep um so having a guy that's motivated like that, as well as someone who, you know, kind of checks all the boxes, he's, he grades high, he has good production on the field, but he's a major kind of mental, mental differentiator from Clowney, who mm-hmm. doesn't believe he has a whole lot left to prove that he thinks right. he's the best guy out there. He thought he was better yeah. than Miles Garrett. Like, it, yeah. He can provide so much in the way of a tenacity that they kind of need opposite Miles mm-hmm. Garrett. So it's it's a great signing for all the reasons that we talked about. But I think that one of the biggest the biggest things about it is that we he's a signing that has still has the drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a that was a thing I wanted to kind of go into this off season. Well, I, I we were I think the clowny kind of experiment ended as it as we probably should have expected. Yeah, um, he's, it's kind of, that's kind of the way it's ended at all four of his stops. Right. Yeah, he just wore his time out here. Um, when especially when you piss off Miles Garrett, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you did something wrong. Yeah. Um, like there's been yeah. two people that have pissed him off in this career. One of them got hit in the head with a helmet and the other is yeah. yes. no longer on a football team. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I love the, the upside. He's 27. I, I really wanted a guy kind of get a younger guy. Um, he was probably my third option at edge rusher. So like, this is a great, <laughs> I was very happy with this. Um, yeah. he was 27. He's 27 years old. Um, it just, I love the youth on him, and then just the upside he can provide. He can, he he has the makings to be like Miles Garrett's uh, co partner on the edge in the strike. That's why I love to see, um, because we don't have first round picks uh, till a couple years from now. Yeah. Like we can't get those top end edge rushers in in the draft. Usually, usually they're going to be flying off the board. So. Getting getting a high upside guy in free agency is a uh, another way of doing it, and uh, I, I love the signing. He's athletic. He's super athletic. 
um, explosive off the ball. Um, he he can actually win with uh, power, which you wouldn't think at his size, but he yeah he's shown it. So uh, yeah, I I'm this is probably my this is like I love all the the signings, but like this is one of my most exciting ones um, so far. Um, so our next one, uh, this was done yesterday. No, two days. I've, these days are all flying yeah, by. <laughs> it, it gets harder as the tournament starts because like, I know. I think your, it was, t- your timeline isn't full of free agency. It's full of right. basketball and then some free agency mixed in. Right. I think this was Wednesday. Um, Juan Thornhill uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs, a safety. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, let me see what he signed. He signed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. His contract was a three-year, $21 million one. Yeah, just so like the rest of the guys. Just like the rest of the guys, he is making the minimum this year, and his cap hit is 2.2. 2. Right. <laughs> like, that, that's the clear theme for the Browns this season. Yeah. Front this load. Season. They are, front load, front load, front load. No, they're backloading all of their contracts. Oh, I mean, like, backloading, yeah. Sorry, backloading. He has four, bo- vo- four void years. Yeah, that one. That was the funniest one they, when they traded like four more cheers is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah. makes most of his money after he his contract ends. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um but you know, he he's a guy that really kind of fill like again, fills a role. Like mm-hmm. he one of the things that this team's been missing is someone who can ball hawk in the secondary. Yep. Like John Johnson never turned into that. Whether that was the scheme or him, combo. I, I guess we'll ne- we'll never know. But he is, you know, obviously he's he's been to the mountaintop a couple times, so he has that experience to yeah. to pass on. Um, I think that this tweet here on this contract breakdown that he is third in safeties in, in the league last year for um, forcing incompletions, twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Incompletion for a straight. Yep. So, like, I think Grant again, Elbert was high on that too. Yeah, Grant Helpit was uh, 12th, 14%. So, it's, it's just a, like, they're finding ways, like we kind of thought, even when they, we knew that they wouldn't have a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to make, pretty big roster improvements on the margins, which, you know, when you're yeah. at this point in the cycle, that's what you have to do. Exactly. Yeah. Because you've already paid your quarterback. You're luckily they're not also paying for a left tackle right now. Yeah. Um, honestly, you probably like with the, with the Watson contract, you might never pay for a left tackle. You might just draft one every five years. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're they're really like they've really attacked this in the way that they both needed to and in a really good way. They're they're signing yeah. players that like everyone agrees <laughs> like there's not been very many national people or like when when Bengals people are on Twitter and saying, Oh shit, the Browns signed Juan Thornhill. Like Yeah. Always a good one. That's yeah. that's that's a pretty good pretty good indicator of what, what where you at where you're at. Yeah. So and I know Bengals fans wanted him, like mm-hmm. because they lost both of their safeties. They have yet to sign a replacement, yeah. and they spent they spent sixty something million dollars on a left tackle who's pretty we'll get into pretty that mid. Later, but oh boy! Um, but um, so they might not have the funding to really mm-hmm. go replace those guys, yeah. and so the the way you look at it is the Bengals have have not really done a whole lot to get better. Yes, they've gotten a better left tackle. Like, better than Jonah Williams is a low bar, but 
they're they're better on the offensive line. They kept the linebacker who actually wanted the Browns to sign. Um, I think he ended up getting too much, like probably more money than they wanted to give. But you know, with everything, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll actually, well, I'll I'll go into the we'll go okay. into the AFC North stuff later. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I I absolutely love Juan Thornhill. This is probably my favorite signing of the of the uh, free agency, and I as I said, I, I love the other ones. Um, uh, he was he was a favorite of mine in the 2019 draft. Um, I had him as the number three safety, 26 overall. I I was looking back just today to see where I had him, and yeah, I I thought he was. He was going to be great, and I—it's pretty funny. I, I wrote that he was a versatile de- defensive back who can provide multiple roles, and that—that's pretty similar to what I said about uh, Grant Delpit. So it's kind of nice having kind of two versatile guys that can, yeah, that they can kind of move around, and which helps with the deception of the of and, the. Uh, and defense. what you've done is you've you you have a a, a guy who is an. Oversized, like an undersized linebacker playing safety, mm-hmm. and now right. you have a true center fielder, right? Who, as long as he doesn't like completely blank on his assignments, should <laughs> should prevent things like what we saw last yeah. year from happening again. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, I, yeah, I I love this one. Um, he he's gonna, I think he fits really well with what Delpit does. Um, it's especially in Schwartz's defense where you need a center fielder. Um, he's gonna play. He's gonna be fit right in there. Uh, what did he have? Three picks last year, I think, which would have led the Browns by far. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know who had. The I, did anyone have over one? <laughs> like I can't even think of anybody. I don't know. I don't even want to know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they needed a guy that can play the ball well. Um, actually, knowing his assignment would be nice too. So yeah, that's a big upgrade. So yeah, I think this is just a monumental upgrade over John Johnson, and uh, and to get him at this price is just uh, it's a welcome, welcome, welcome uh, sight here. Um, yeah, so I, I love Juan Thornhill. Um, next one. Uh, well, we're gonna mush them together here. Um, there, I don't think they're officially signed yet, either of them. But um, Maurice Hurst and Tristan Hill, both interior defense alignmen. Um, I'm assuming they're gonna be one year contracts. I would assume. Probably. Probably. At at pretty low guaranteed money. Um, Maurice Hurst is coming off a pretty serious injury, so he hasn't really played much last couple of years. He is. Uh, I, I would say he's a. Uh, he's kind of a. He's kind of a a a, um, a guy that he could be a steal, like because like when he's healthy, he's really talented. Like I had him coming out of the draft as the number thirteen prospect. He's a really talented guy. Um, it's just been a matter of kind of health in the in the uh, in the NFL. Um, he's a he's an explosive interior guy. So another another guy who can pressure the quarterback. Um, so I, it's a, it's a really nice kind of lottery pit, lottery, uh, addition here. Um, and then Tristan Hill is more of a, I would say he was probably more of a, a role player. I would say, um, in ter- instead of Maurice Hurst, Maurice, I think could be, he, he's like a boomer bust. Like he's either going to play, I think he'll either play a lot or he'll, he just won't even see the field or not even make the team based on yeah. his health. I, I mean, I think a lot of those, these two defensive tackles were brought in yeah. to get, feel, get Togi. They're either going to be depth or they're going to push yeah. Togi and, and, uh, God, what's his name? Elliot. Yeah. To be better. Yeah. And Winfrey. And Winfrey. Yeah. Like, um, like yeah. and and Winfrey is not someone they're going to give up on yet. I think Togi no. is reaching that point. I think he's yeah. Gonna, I think if you had a rank fourth him. season, if he doesn't if he doesn't show it in trading camp, I think he's probably gone. Right. If you had to like rank him, I think it's Winfrey by a lot in terms of their confidence in him, and then probably Elliot and Togi are pretty. Yeah, Elliot at least like did some stuff last year. Right. Togi did not. Togi <laughs> was a mobile speed bump. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, Tristan Hill, I think, is going to be – I think he'll actually stick. I, I don't think he's like a kind of – I think he's – he can be like one of those guys you throw in as the first kind of uh, early downs, and he, he stops the run pretty well. Um, I think he'll probably do that. Um, I, I, I think he's more of a guy that they think he can – produce rather than a kind of a, a lottery ticket but we'll see i we'll see the contract will tell us all we'll tell yeah. it all um they'll tell us how much confidence they have in both of these guys but um yeah uh, any other thoughts on these two no I, I think i mean i think they are good flyers to take they seem yeah. like they have good upside yeah but there's a reason that they came at a a, a, like a minimum contract level. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Both both pretty highly thought of in the draft for mo- both years. Um, Murray Sturz was a lot higher, but uh, Hill Hill was a favorite of people. Um, yeah, so it's... Uh, they both I, check I, all the analytical boxes. Let's yes. put it that way. A- actually, all, f- all five of these guys... <laughs> like yeah, they check the at, boxes, but like if you look at their Ross and all that, and their Spark and all that, they're they're pretty high up on the list. But... Yeah, and and no and no analytics hating football people are going to say that these are bad signings because they are analytically driven. Like analytics yeah. can help. Like, right. Yeah, and these yeah. are guys that show it because these are guys that football people love the signings of, and they're people and they're ones that analytical driven people yeah. love the signings of. So. It when you're when nice. you're when you're pleasing both sides, right. you've you've made good moves. And then when you've only spent what seven million dollars total out of this year's cap to right. do it, right? Yeah, it was just nice that they kept keep adding bodies down there. What was last year? I think they signed one. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just Dave and Brian. Like they yeah. needed they needed to get fresh blood in there. Um, obviously, you have you needed that. Yeah, at least one just stud kind of guy, and that was Dalvin Tomlinson. Yeah, um, I'm hoping they get another one. We'll talk about that later in the show here. Um, but just getting these what three bodies now in the interior that that's um, that's a good sign. Uh, it, it shows that they know this was a problem. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it shows they're willing to correct mistakes because in 2021 yes. they got cheap D tackles and they worked because they were good players. And then in 2022, I think they wanted, and we've talked about this in 2022, they wanted to test their, their theories even further that we could spend literally nothing on defensive yes. tackle and it'll be fine. And yeah. I think they realized, Oh shit, we can't oh, do that. We, <laughs> failure. We, have, that is we failure. have to actually, you know, get players that can play football. That test failed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Browns so far. Um, they signed what five, five people. Five guys, um, yep. including uh, not including their own guys. So, yeah, it's been a busy uh, five days already. Yeah, seven um, new, seven new contracts. Yeah, seven new contracts. Not not uh, bad for a team that has no cap space, right? And that kind of leads us into the rest of the division. Um, the Browns have been the most busiest team. They've by been far. the most active. Um, yeah. The Ravens have they done anything aside so, okay. from piss off Lamar Jackson? So this is. What are we looking at? Okay. So um, I have I have the departure. So let's start with the Ravens. Um, they have lost. Um, they cut. Um, oh, what's the big guy's name? Oh, I can't think of his name. He's not Calais Campbell. Him. Yes, Calais Campbell. Um, Who still doesn't have a team, and I wouldn't mind the Browns taking a flyer on, but he right, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy Watkins is gone. Uh, who's the other big names here? Uh, Deshaun Elliott, their safety. One, uh, one of their guards was it Powers? Uh, yes. Signed a oh, no, gigantic uh, their center. Bradley Bozeman is is gone. He went to the Panthers. Your Panthers. Yeah, uh, I actually think he was with them last year. Oh, Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. Am I looking at the wrong year? Oh crap! Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. We found it. Oh, we right. found the problem. Um, talk amongst yourselves. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it seems yeah. like the Ravens are are kind of tentative to do anything because they don't know the status of Lamar. Right. Yeah, it's that's what that's one of those things that it's it's a good point. Like, you, they they can't really do anything because they don't know what that number is going to come in as. Like, yeah, I mean, it's either thirty two million dollars or it's you're tanking. <laughs> like, you're either paying thirty two million dollars to your quarterback or you're tanking. So, yeah, um, yeah, and then. Let's just talk about. Let's talk about. Um, so Lamar hasn't been signed by anybody. Uh, I haven't even heard like like a name or. Like, it's been pretty quiet on uh, in terms of. Uh, yeah, terms I, I'm of, starting to get the feeling that it's going to be an after the draft thing because the teams that want him might want to use their draft pick. I still think the that. Falcons are lying. Um, right. <laughs> Uh, okay. But the rest of his suitors have kind of dried up. Um, the the Ra- the Raiders kind of spent money on Jimmy Garoppolo for some reason. Um, the Commanders have Jacoby Brissett, who you know, obviously, if you get Lamar Jackson, Jacoby Brissett can just go sit on the bench. But <laughs> right. Okay. But it's- I have the list now. <laughs> we have the list. Up to date list. I was like, where? <laughs> what, what am I looking at here? Um, okay, so. Ravens going back to them. Uh, Calais Campbell, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul hasn't been signed. Justin Houston hasn't been signed yet. As you said, you were right. Ben Powers is gone. He went to the Broncos. Um, Jawan James is still a free agent. Um, they traded Chuck Clark. Um, uh, Marcus Peters and Kyle Fuller are gone or are still free agents. Um, and as as we said, Sammy Watkins and uh, Demarcus Robinson. And Kenyon Drake are free agents for them still. Yeah. Um, what they have added is uh, Justice Hill was re-signed, uh, Geno Stone was re-signed, and Trayvon Mullen was re-signed. So they haven't signed anybody outside. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, because they don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, so Lamar is Lamar is screwing the Ravens over in more ways than one, right. but he's screwing himself over if he doesn't get a get a contract elsewhere. Yeah, like the crazy, like they took a lot of hits on their defense, like a lot of hits. I know Chuck Clark is probably not a big one because they they have a uh, Kyle Hamilton to take over. Um, yeah, but, Chuck Clark was also kind of getting up there, right? Yeah, but Marcus Peters was a productive guy for him. Um, both are edge rushers are. Like Justin Houston was a big part of their edge rushing, and yeah, Jason Peter Paul and Calais Campbell has been a stalwart for them ever since they traded for him a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, they, they've taken a lot of hits on defense, and then their offense was already bad, and <laughs> they haven't it's not gotten better. No, um, yeah, the Ravens are looking at like with Lamar, even with their lot, like their losses are pretty. Pretty, I mean, not damning, but like they're not great. And yeah. you know, if you have Lamar, you're probably still competing for a playoff spot because Lamar is just that good. As long as he doesn't get hurt, if you lose Lamar, that team has no ex- no excuses not to just fold it in and yeah. hope for a quarterback. Hope to get um, right. Caleb Williams. Right. Yeah. That's why which which the Rams and Bucks are already kind of competing for that title as we as we speak. So Yeah. That's why it's interesting. Like I'm wondering why they I know obviously you don't want to get rid of Lamar, but like it just seems like just a bad situation where and their roster is kinda getting it's very old. It's yeah, their old roster roster. aged. Um their offense right. is not built for doing offense things without Lamar Jackson. Right, like it just screams like a if if this Lamar thing kind of gets even worse, kind of relationship wise, like this screams a rebuild. <laughs> but yeah, um, and the Ravens haven't rebuilt in like fifteen years. Like, right, right. Like yeah, they, they had, had some. They had they some had lean two years. years. It was like two yeah, they had some lean years. years, but like they haven't truly had to rebuild since they went through the Kyle Bowler era. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the uh, the Ravens, uh, the Bengals. Um, so they lost Samaji P. Ryan. Um, he went their best Broncos. running back. 
<laughs> That's uh, based on the analytics. Yes, that is true. Uh, Hayden Hurst uh, went to the Panthers. Your Panthers. Um, and then the I big like that thing for the Panthers, right? Yeah, he's a good uh, he's a good tight end. Um, and the big uh, big losses have been the safeties. They've both their safeties, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Yeah, uh, Von Bell went to your Panthers again, and uh, Jesse Bates went to the Falcons. Um, yeah, that's those are they, and they have signed people. Um, we talked a little bit of uh, they uh, signed a huge contract, to Orlando Brown. Um, they signed Cody Ford a guard, um, and then they re-signed their linebacker Jermaine Pratt. Um, but just based on like, they have no money left, right? Like, I, I mean, they have. I think they have seventeen million dollars left in they? the cap for this year. Okay. But you have some major bills coming due next season. I, I think yeah. you're probably going to want to roll that over. Yeah, or roll as much of it over as you can. Obviously, I think like. Bengals fans I know are still talking about how they want to shine shine um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Oh, yeah, but is his what's his contract going to be at this point? Right, based on just him sitting out, it, it seems like he wants a he wants a uh, a Jesse Bates kind of yeah he wants that kind of deal. And if the if they were going to sign Jesse Bates for that amount, what what makes you think they're going to sign Chauncey Gardner Johnson there? So yeah, um, yeah they. Uh, I was just looking at their safeties. Their safeties right now are um, Daxton Hill and Nick Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so Daxton Hill, I believe, is a second-year guy. People I know yeah. seem to be Hill uh, high on Hill, at least. Yeah, at least he's a second-year guy. Start. Right. But, but the other guy Scott I have no, is... no knowledge of. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're already probably – I mean, I think – I mean, is Eli Apple still going to be on the team? Because if so, yay. I have the roster. Let's see. Oh no, he's um, a free agent. So you're. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Bengals are going to be making any moves to re-sign uh, Eli Apple. So like, you're going to have a lot of turnover in that secondary. And I know they're high on guys like Cam Taylor Britt, but yeah, they still. Yeah, their their corners are pretty good. They got woozy. They got. Uh, yeah, they're going to get a woozy back. Hilton, they like Cam Taylor Britt. Hilton Taylor Britt. Yeah, those three are good. But like, they got no help behind them. Right yeah, now. like that's a that's a major issue. Um, it's sort of like what the Browns have had in the interior. Like they had nobody like this is, you got to have like at least playable players back there. Yeah. So. I mean, the Browns had good secondary and good edge rushers, but up the middle of the defense was weak. Yeah. Right and now, like, the back end of the Bengals defense is going to be weak. Yeah. And we, we, we've seen we it like right NFL now. teams, NFL teams will haunt you at your weakest spot. Yeah. If, if they you find your spot, weakness and you can't patch you. it. Yeah. They will they will keep exploiting it. Like yeah. teams that didn't run the ball last year ran the ball on the Browns. Right. The Chargers don't run the ball. Right. <laughs> they ran the ball like crazy on the Browns. Like yeah. So it's just one. Of, it's like you got to find where your where your weak spot is. Yeah. Um. The they also lost their tight end, which um, he was a safety blanket there. Right. They're back I mean, back to back years they've lost their tight end. So it'll be interesting to see how they go there. Yeah, and, and pe- people that I was talking to was like, We should go sign Mike Gasecki and I'm like, Well, he just signed this morning. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> Patriots, right? Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, the uh tight end market hasn't really been that busy so far. So No, it sounds like time. based on reports this morning the Browns are gonna kinda cool their jets on their pursuit of um what was his name? Donald Parnum. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the, yeah, the, he's probably looking for a little bit too much. Yeah. Um I think they'll I think down the line they'll probably sign somebody, but um yeah, so that's the Bengals. Um their offensive line is much improved because of the left tackle was he, Orlando Brown is a hundred times better than Jonah Hill. And even though he's not like Miles Garrett is probably still going to. Right. Right. Like, well, he still can, he can still haunt Lowell Collins on the other side. So yeah. Like, and now that the Browns have like two or three guys that they trust to send at the quarterback, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to, you're not going to make Miles Garrett ram his head into Orlando Brown jr. The whole game. Right. Um, I also, Collins, oh, I forget what his injury was. It was a serious injury that he had. Or, I'm not sure. I forget what it was, but he's coming off an injury, so that's another thing to watch. But um, 
Okay, that's the Bengals. Um, we, Browns, we can always. We, so this is where the Browns lost. Jacoby Brissett, obviously. Was, was uh, obvious. We knew that was coming. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is a uh, free agent still. Um, I, good luck with that because I don't. Like, if you're looking, uh, the running back position is the funniest thing to watch in free agency. Like, like they, um, if you just like some of the top fantasy running backs last year are free agents and they signed for like nothing. So, yeah, Miles Green Sanders, who went to Carolina, the Panthers have been right. active because they yeah. needed to, they needed they offensive need to. talent because they yes. had a giant gaping black hole there. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's pretty funny. Like, the like, I don't, and for Kareem Hunt, who looked absolutely terrible last year, it, it looked like a shell of a person that it used to be. Uh, it's gonna be. That a all hard... happened. It all happened so fast too. It did. He, it really. He was did. good in 2021, and last year he was just. Yeah, he had no explosiveness. Yeah, it was. Um, it was shocking. It was quite shocking. But yeah, um, Dearest Johnson is still, isn't he? I think he's restricted, right? I think. I think they placed a tender on him. I'm yeah. not gonna be shocked. Like, I think the Browns are gonna be happy with bringing back their running backs as is. Yeah, Jerome Ford. Yeah. Jerome I think Ford they, I think they really Jones like and, Jerome Ford. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be happy. Like, and I don't think they're going to go out and spend any more money on the running back position because right. the bulk of Nick Chubb's contract is going to start to kick in, and that, those are big yeah. numbers. Right. Um, um, obviously, they'll probably restructure him. I'm surprised that they've gotten away so far with only restructuring the one contract. Yeah, I think it, I think they're probably going to yeah just go kind of kind of go step by step and until they need it, they're going to do it. But um, yeah, I also have a feeling they might be saving some of them for next year. Cause right. I mean, I imagine you can restructure cons- contracts in consecutive years, but mm-hmm. it probably pisses the player off if you keep like changing their contract. Up. Right. Yeah. Um, Watson's Watson's was just like a clearest day. We have yeah, to do this. And like, this is you know, for all the, dollars. and I think we talked about, I don't know if, had when we recorded the last one, had they restructured his contract yet? I don't think they had. Uh, no, I think it was on. It was done Monday morning. Yeah, so I think like people have been up in arms all week about, oh my god, they're going to pay him sixty three million dollars each of the next three. They are never going to pay sixty three million dollars right. to Deshaun Watson for a single season. Yes, they're going to find ways to drag this out. Yep. It's going to be void right. years. It's going to be extensions. Yeah, right. obviously extensions. he has to be worth an extension. So if he goes out and plays well this year, they're probably going to extend him in two two years and yeah, yeah, and exactly. Drag that money out a little bit, make more void years on the back. Like we're going to be paying this contract until like 2033. 20, 20, so <laughs> right, yeah, but it's going to be smooth. It's going to be smushed smushed through what twenty five years here. Or something like yeah, that. like this is going to be our <laughs> own gonna... Bobby Bonilla. But like. <laughs> Yeah, this is what you have to do with the the with the football salary cap. You have to yeah. to game it. You have to keep yep. doing these things. Yep. The yep. Saints have gotten away with it for a while. They find I think they're finally starting to to come around on it. The Eagles have been gaming it for a while. They're final like they're finally paying for it this year. Like eventually, yes, you pay for it. Yeah. But yeah. you can even, drag even it out. Still, like you, you can, can drag it out almost people. a decade. You can right. drag it out almost a decade. Yeah, like even even with the Eagles, like they can they they were able to sign Schley back. So there there's like ways to still do what you need to do. They did lose That's, most of their defense, which is they did. I, I imagine that's horrifying for Eagles fans. But yeah. Um, okay, getting back to the Browns. Um, Chris Hubbard is still a free agent. Um, Froholt got signed to the Cardinals. So those are two backups for offensive line. They may. Need I wouldn't that. mind bringing back Hubbard. He's just yeah. a good swing tackle. Yeah, he never really played. Never was really active last year, which is weird. He got hurt, didn't he? I, I, I he must have. I, I don't know. Um, Jadavian Clowney's gone. Um, Chase Winovich signed with the Texans. Tavon Bryan went to the Colts. Um, the Browns have five linebackers that are free agents. Jermaine um, Carter, new, who new I've never heard the, of. Right. Jordan a- Jordan Aikens is visiting the Browns today. Tight end. Um, oh, nice. 37 okay. catches and five touchdowns last season. Played with Watson in Houston. Okay. Good to hear. Okay. Uh, so. Deion Jones, Anthony Walker, still free agent. Greedy Williams signed. Uh, who did he go to? Uh, I think it was the Eagles. Eagles. Yes, it was. It was the Eagles. Yes. And then um, Ronnie Harrison and John Johnson are free agents. I 
don't expect them to bring Ronnie Harrison back for another year. No, I mean, he's not a guy that you're like wanting to throw out on the street because he's like, he's got his benefits, but Mm. unless you're paying him $1.068 million like you've paid everyone else, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. So that's the Browns. And then uh, we'll end here with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, They've been probably the second busiest team. Which is not saying much, but um, uh, so they lost Devin Bush. He went to uh, the Seahawks, the linebacker. Uh, they also cut linebacker Miles Jack, so they're a little bit short there. Um, William Jackson, their cornerback, is a free agent. Cam Sutton went to the Lions, which is a semi big loss there. Yeah, um, and then Carl Joseph and Terrell Edmonds are both free agents from safety. Um, and then Chris Wormley uh, for the defensive line is also a free agent. So not huge losses, but there's some – like Cam Sutton's pretty big. Um, yeah. He was one of their best secondary guys. Um, they didn't really lose anybody on offense. They uh, didn't Mason, really have any. Mason Rudolph. Offense, let's be honest. <laughs> Mason Rudolph. Who, who, who did they have on offense that would be worth like, oh, my God, we right. lost this guy? Yeah. Derek Watt. <laughs> yeah. No. Fullback. Um, yeah. Um, but they, they did sign a couple people. Um, they signed a guard, Nate Herbig. Um, they say, they they, re, they signed uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Um, yeah, who was a target for the Browns for a minute, but, yeah. you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, he not, actually, that's not the kind of defensive tackle they need, actually. Which is funny. Like, he went he signed for three years for $17 million guaranteed. Like, yeah. <laughs> like... If you compared Delvin Delvin uh, Donaldson to him, like Delvin is a hundred times better than him, and he only made what four more million dollars guaranteed, yeah. I think. Like that's that's insane. Um, they signed linebacker Cole Holcomb and Eladen Roberts, and then uh, they did sign Patrick Peterson. So that was, uh, I'm guessing he's going to be kind of replacing Cam Sutton, but... Um, He's on the down downside. Downside, yeah, but he, I think he, he he played well last year when they kind of figured out he can't do press man anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta give him some space here so he can uh, actually move, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, other than that, it hasn't been a busy AFC North besides the Browns and no, the one, Browns have made the well. The, the Bengals field. made the most impactful signing. Mm-hmm. The Browns have made made the most collectively the most yes. difference. Yes, I would agree um, with that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, when you're spending $63 million on a lineman, that's the most impactful spending because, one, it's the most money that any team is going to give out this season. And, two, um... Like it's a position they needed to fill, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers still have no tackles, so that's a thing. <laughs> like they have terrible tackles. Maybe they'll finally draft one. Probably not. Running back again. I know they'll probably they'll probably draft a linebacker in the first round. <laughs> they do need a linebacker, but yeah, that would be pretty funny. Uh, it's pretty on brand for them. It would be. Um, they do need another corner because Patrick Peterson is their best corner right now. No, and that would be another dr- target in the draft for them. Yeah, but they got a lot of holes. Um, if you look on, so just looking on some uh, all these rosters, um, Pittsburgh's got tackle problems. Their cornerbacks very weak, um, and their um, linebackers are pretty weak. Uh, and then their interior defensive line is not very good besides Hayward, but he, he's one of those guys that can kind of patch things up because of how good he is. 
Um, so they probably have the most holes in in the division. Um, Cincinnati, we went over. They don't have any safeties. <laughs> um, and then their tight end and um, right tackle are a little bit of questions. Um, and then Baltimore, we already talked about too. Um, they are – they took a hit. Um, they're, they have Humphrey still at corner, but they don't really have a, another corner that's good enough. Uh, yeah, rushers are. If Lamar goes somewhere else, it's really down to a two-horse race in the division. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bengals yeah. aren't going to. I mean, or not the Bengals. The Ravens aren't going to be a threat to anyone. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are going to Frankenstein their way to seven to nine wins. Um, <laughs> Always, <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's going to happen. Um, don't be one of their loss, their wins. Uh, pretty much. Yep. Yes. Um, don't don't lose to Kenny Pickett if you can help yeah. it. Oh God, please not. Yeah. Um. I mean, there. I mean, there's obviously still the chance that the Steelers could develop. Like, if Kenny Pickett turns into someone that's right reliable as a starting quarterback, then yeah, they they might have found something. But mm-hmm. I mean, until proven otherwise, I think pinning your hopes, on, your future hopes on Kenny Pickett feels not great. Yeah. Let's see what what the quarterbacks they could have gotten the last next couple of years here. Yeah, if they just kind of bombed and kind of rebuilt, they only yeah. kind of half rebuilt. Which is, yeah. I mean, you could be staring at you could be staring at being in the top five right now if you just let Mason Rudolph go out there last year, <laughs> exactly. or Trubisky for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that is our AFC kind of look. Um, obviously, a lot of can change. Um, uh, after the draft, because the draft, uh, the sad thing about the AFC North is a lot of them are good drafters, um, especially Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh. But yeah, uh, it seems I, like I, every year, every year, players that you don't want to fall to right. the bank, the, the Ravens or Steelers <laughs> fall to the Ravens exactly. or Steelers. Cal Hamilton, <laughs> I was yeah. so mad about that, <laughs> but yeah, um, okay, so uh, kind of wrap things up here. Um, I thought we would kind of re relook at our uh, at the Browns roster and kind of give our top three remaining holes on the roster. So um, let's start with one. Um, who? What do you think is the top uh, roster hole right now for the Browns? Um, I still think you're looking at the the biggest roster, and this is kind of an ambiguous one, so it might it, it's kind of it feels like a cop out answer, but. Defensive line depth is still like their biggest hole. Um, you, yeah. You've you've done a lot to address your your front line, but you're you're throwing some tackling dummies up behind that front line now. So, right. yeah, mine would be interior defensive line. Um, I think they still need a starter next to Delvin. Um, yeah, just it doesn't have to be even close to Dalvin's level, but just someone who can be playable for for next to him um, would be a good uh, good idea. Um, so that's who I'm going to go with. Um, I think they, if they do find that, I think then they have a solid group. If they can find someone who can start, like yeah, that's that's gonna be, this is going to be a huge upgrade from last year. So um, yeah, I mean, almost really, anything would have been but. right. True. That's like, yeah, basing it off of zero. <laughs> Actually, negative it would be. But um, so uh, that, I'll go with interior defensive line. So uh, what, what would be number two for you? Um, given the moves that they made, probably wide receiver still uh, yeah. number two. I think I'm the same way. Yep. Yeah, I think that's uh, – and, you know, one, Thornhill is trying to recruit McCole Hardman, which that would pretty much fill all the receiving roles that the Browns need. Right. Um, yeah. but I mean, there's other guys, DJ Chark is still out there. Um, DJ seems like he'll probably be a little bit too high priced. I would, yeah, I would he, assume he's visiting with the Panthers today, actually, which would go a long way to help them. But, and Panthers got a lot of money still, right? That would yeah. Assume. <laughs> yeah. Panthers have a lot of money. Panthers need, have a lot of holes on offense. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they gave away their best receiver. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. They need a speed guy. Um, it's the one big hole on offense. So, um, I'm going to go with the receiver too. Um, Nicole Harmon would be a really nice find. Um, 
I don't think he would be a kind of a big guy, a big money guy, because no, I mean you'd probably be really... looking at paying him. I mean, the Juju contract kind of screws everything up. Right. He'd probably be a six to seven million dollar guy. Yeah, and and just think of him in in that kind of role that Schwartz was in, and it kind of gets you excited, like an like actual McCole, receiver McCole, playing. Right, right, and McCole Hartman has actually done reverses and shit like stuff like that, and like. He's actually yeah. good at it. He's played the <laughs> receiver position. He can he can find the blocks <laughs> rather yeah. than just run through. Yeah, so yeah. that would be that would be a good signing. Um, I could, I I'll, I I would be surprised if they didn't come out of free agency with uh with a receiver sign, but we'll see. Um, I mean, it would be it wouldn't be negligent, but it would be disappointing. No. Yeah. It would be disappointing if they got. I think the if entire- they. Yeah, if they don't do it, I think then that's what the second round pick is going to be. Yeah. But, um, okay, and then the third uh, biggest need. Um, probably linebacker. Um, linebacker. If any, if if for nothing, then just depth. Yeah. I would. Uh, It's like a, I would say like linebacker and then like edge rusher depth would be this kind of equal to me, but um, I would go with linebacker because that's a starting spot that's still missing. They don't have a middle linebacker right now, so I would go with I would go with linebacker slightly ahead of edge rusher, but I would love to get another. I would I think there there's still a lot of like older veterans that I think could be great rotational guys. that are still free agents, so I would I would lean towards kind of just adding a, a rotational depth kind of older veteran for edge rusher. Um, but yeah, middle linebacker they got nobody right now that can that you can like kind of feel good about <laughs> that you'd be confident about um, starting there. So I'll go with linebacker too. Um, okay, and the last thing to wrap it up here is name one player on the market still that you would want the Browns to sign. Matt Ioannidis. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, you especially know him from Carolina, so yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very good one. Um, yeah, I don't think, and we brought this. I think I talked about him last week. He has yet to be signed. There hasn't been a whole lot of buzz around him. Mm-hmm. Um. He's not going to be super expensive if Taven Bryant's getting four and a half million dollars. He's like, um, Matt Ioannidis is going to not command a whole lot of money. Uh, he fills that role. He's he actually had a good um, a good season last year, pass rushing from the defensive tackle position. Mm-hmm. And I just think like we were talking about filling that one more starting role on the defensive line. I think that does that really well. And I don't think you break the bank to do it. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Leonard Floyd. I think he would be a perfect rotational guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he recently got cut by the Rams. I think he was with yeah. yes, the Rams. Um, and he, he, he plays, he plays, still plays at a high level. Um, he doesn't have to start and I don't think he's, he's what, 30, 30 and a half years old right now. Um, I think he would just be a perfect guy, kind of not put a lot of pressure on, uh, Oboe to kind of be the guy right away. Um, yeah. so I would, I would like to see him kind of get signed, but there's still a lot of guys on free agency. <laughs> like Mel, yeah, there has Mel not been, there's not been a ton of movement. Right. Yeah. They were especially Tuesday was like nobody got me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. been the first day was pretty busy and then it's been pretty quiet. Uh not quiet, but pretty slower than usual. Usually Monday and Tuesday and then even Wednesday are like just full fledged like signings and it's been pretty slow so far um, maybe the league wanted everyone to slow down this year because there was too many contracts announced at the dead at the beginning of last year <laughs> yeah um yeah and there's still a lot of defensive edge or edge rushers a lot of interior defensive linemen that are kind of rotational guys would be good um 
receivers are kind of hit or miss here. There's McCole Hardman. There's Darius Slayton. Um, but yeah, there's still still a lot of quality guys out there. So um, I'm excited to see where the Browns go next here. Um, and uh, because they still need, they still have some work to do, as we were talking about. But they started off this free agency very well. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I, I just think this is. I mean, it's been pretty much everything we wanted. They haven't. They've they've gotten good players on contracts that are friendly to what they want to do going forward. Um, they've improved the team, and they still have space to do it more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's my thoughts too. Um, it's been fun. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I don't know. Sometime. <laughs> If something else breaks or we need yeah. to talk about something, we'll uh, we'll be back and uh, we'll be back during before the draft to get you ready for that. Um, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this was another WFMY Brownscast, uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and uh, thanks for joining us. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.